The Journey to Becoming podcast is all about the changes, transitions, and transformations we encounter on our journey to aligning with purpose and living life with intentionality, fulfillment, and impact. I'm your host, Sabine Gideon. And my mission is to help those starting their entrepreneurial journeys or simply shifting gears to better align with purpose by sharing the journeys of others, offering practical tips and strategies, and providing encouragement to help you pull through whatever obstacle is standing in your way. So I invite you to sit back, relax, and join me on this journey of discovery. Our guest today on the Journey to Becoming podcast is George Burns. Since 2003, George has helped launch over 1,600 business owners in 15 different countries. Seeing faith grow in others is a huge driving force behind this man's vision. George has a unique way of stirring up the God-given gifts in the people he engages with. And without a doubt, God has given George the precious gifts to bring out and expose the extraordinary and otherwise everyday ordinary people. Welcome to the show, George. Hey, guys. Excited to be here. Uh, man, it's just a blessing to be able to just come together. As the word says, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. So I would, as a man and a woman, sharpen the countenance on this show. So we're excited to be here. Man, when we got together last time, it was just, I felt like just fire was hitting. You know, you got me all fired up and I'm just, I'm ready to go. Awesome. Awesome. Well, well, share with us a little bit about you, your background and, you know, your journey to becoming who you are today. <laughs> well, I guess you could say, um, let me just kind of share a, share a story. So when I was, I kind of was raised as an entrepreneur. My parents were, uh, had a couple Christian business or Christian daycare centers and growing up, I was always raised in the church and everything. And when I was about uh, 17 years old. I was just graduating high school. We found out um, that my dad was sick and we went to the hospital. It was kind of a pretty dramatic situation at that time. But what happened was, is he said, um, son, I'm going to die and I have AIDS. So this was a very dramatic thing for me because I was like, you know, I was raised in a Christian home and everything. And, and it was like, I found out that my dad had actually been cheating on my mom with other men so being married for 20 30 years that's like like it was devastating to me as a child and what happened was is um this was in 84 right when this this disease and stuff was coming out so three days later i went into the army because i had already pre-enlisted so it was, it was like oh my gosh so from one tragedy to going into the military and uh, it was just really really intense so what happened um, I went in the military, was a good soldier, got an RCOM and soldier of the year, all those, you know, different types of things. But I fell in love uh, with this girl. And a couple years later, coming to find out that she was sleeping with somebody else in the barracks. So this was like a very, very tragic time in my life. And so I went to first sergeant. I'm like, first, and I was living with her at the time. We, I spent a couple of years in Germany in 1810 P Brigade, and then we were transferred over to Sierra Vista, Arizona. And so what happened was when I would stand in formation, this was just kind of crazy. I would literally stand there and they would, I say they, her and him would be in another unit, right? Like 15 feet away from me. And I would literally stand there and 
I just weep in formation. I had all this crushing from my father passing, like this betrayal in my life. And then it was like another betrayal. And I would just stand in formation and just weep. And it was at one point I just said, you know, first sergeant, I said, I need to be transferred. Because now keep in mind, I'm living with her and, and all this. They wouldn't transfer me. So to make a long story short, they sent me down to this place and they said, we need you to tell us the truth. And they sent me down to the, the uh, not the psych ward, but the um, like a psych tech, right? And they said, we want to ask you these questions. We want you to answer them honestly. So they said, have you ever thought about hurting anybody? You mean, uh, you mean the guy that's sleeping with my wife, right? Uh, have you thought about ways to do it, right? Have you thought about hurting her? Have you thought about ways to do it? And, you know, being raised in a good Christian home, I was always taught to tell the truth, right? And uh, so I told the truth. I was like, yes, I've thought about ways of hurting him. Have you thought about ways of killing him? Yes. Would you do it? No, right? Um, have you thought about ways to hurt her? I mean, like, have you thought about killing yourself? Yes. <laughs> have you thought about ways to do it? Yes. I was taught the truth will set you free. Well, in the army, the truth will get you locked up. So <laughs> literally, she said, hey, I'm going to, you know, we're going to send you this place called Ramsey County Hospital hospital for a few days it kind of freaked me out a little bit I started running the MP showed up with guns on me and stuff and literally shackled me and took me to the psychiatric ward put me in a rubber room right and so they brought in a cargo plane and they shipped me to Presidio California fifth floor psychiatric ward I was walking through the airport with shackles on my feet and anklets around my hands and wrapped around my waist, like Hannibal Lecter without a mask, right? With MPs walking through the airport and being shipped over there. So at one point I thought literally, am I going crazy? This is, you know, God, I love you and I'm trusting you, but what the heck is going on here? So what happened was, is when I got out of the military, um, God took me to this man, this man who had been through a divorce this man who was a business owner, this man who had gone through some things in his life. And it, and it was at that point that God began to transition things, right? So when I got out of the military, um, I, you know, I got in the car business and then I started a company and I'm like, man, I got I to gotta get out of this car business because this is like wrecking my life. <laughs> and uh, we started a um, cleaning company and then we started a manufacturing company and all these things. And, and um, but it wasn't until God brought me in front of this man, which it began to transition my thinking because he said, son, God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And he began to actually, um, I, I use the term disciple me. He, he began to teach me the ways of God. And that's, those are the things that really instilled certain values and certain mindsets in me to where, you know, up until this point we did at that point, we did over like $70 million in sales, you know, and it was because of lifting up Christ in the marketplace. It was because we'd go through those seasons of change where we had to trust God in the midst of, you know, praying over the receivables to make payroll and just different things like that that you go through. Anyway, that was, I don't know if that kind of set the stage for it, but it's like, man, God just brought the right mentor in my life and he built my life on us, helped me build my life on a solid foundation because I was building it on the things of this world. I was building it on you know, cars and boats and houses and, and you know, building big, big businesses and all those types of things. But it wasn't until 
some of that stuff shifted that it began to transition in my life. Wow, powerful testimony. And to think just from thinking about something, you were shackled and, and locked up like a criminal. Looking back, what was happening to you then before you got out of the military, like mentally and emotionally? Like, how were you processing the trauma that had already happened with dad, trauma with the wife? Mm-hmm. With my father, you know, I really do believe that he loved God, but I believe that there was these strongholds in his life. So I guess you could say there's a little bit of a righteous anger in me from the standpoint of preaching. You know, the Bible says to preach the word of God, be ready in season, out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort. But it's talking about preaching the, the truth. You know, it's not about preaching your own opinions and stuff. So I was a little bit upset at the church at the time because they never preached the full doctrine of Christ, right? So it was all this love message, but there was no um, sin isn't really our friend. So I guess you could say it, it kind of lit a fire in me from uh, that place, which I realized God works into all things. When you stand on the promises, it's like, man, if I hadn't have gone through that, I wouldn't be able to share with somebody else that's going through something. If I hadn't have gone through a horrible divorce, you know, I wouldn't be able to share with somebody that's going through a divorce and, you know what I mean, kind of help them and and pull them along. It's just, it makes a big difference when you're following a man that has some scars on his back versus a man that's never been through anything. That's been, that's made a big difference for sure. Absolutely. So as, as you mentioned, you know, you had a mentor who came along shortly following you leaving the military. Um, In that process or in that time of shifting your mindset, share with us a little bit about how is your identity impacted? You mentioned that like you were so into like the things, the cars, the boats and whatnot. So share with us a little bit about that transformation in terms of how you saw yourself and what what you identified. It's interesting because we go through life and it's like you're, we all have this like void that we're trying to fill with something. And even as a Christian, I was raised in the church and I really, I, I loved God, but I really never had a personal relationship with him. And I always thought that, you know, where the scripture says, he'll give you the desires of your heart. Well, the desires of my heart, I thought were a quad and a boat. And, you know, I mean, like God's giving me these things, right? And then you realize that, no, that was your flesh or that was that part of you that just desired those nice things. And it was really where God wanted to come in and he wanted to take out my desires and put his desires inside my heart. And so when I began to run to that voice or that mentor in my life, the biggest things that that made the biggest transformation for me was the little things done consistently over time. The first thing that he said to me, he said, zeal for God's house is eating you up, but zeal without knowledge is dangerous. And so I had an excitement in a, about the, my relationship with God, an excitement about healing, excitement about prosperity and all these different things, but I didn't know the ways of God. And so one of the things that Um, he began to teach me was, we call them the five pillars of faith. The first one is first day living, putting God first and just being in the house of God on Sunday and not putting football, not putting your kids, not putting anything in front of that, but realizing that you're in the Lord's house on the Lord's day. Second one's um, daily Bible reading and where we read the word of God on a daily basis, two or three chapters a day. We have a book, it's called the um, Daily Manna. And um, it's kind of a stimulus to get you in God's word in two or three chapters a day. So in a year, you read through the whole Bible. And so compounded over time, 
right? I've like I've been at the same church for 20 years now. So, I mean, what that would tell you that if I actually did that, I would have read through the Bible 20 times. So I probably haven't read through it quite 20, but uh, pretty close. So, but I mean, it, that stuff compounds over time. So you begin to learn the ways of God. You know, your mindset is only what you have been taught, what you believe, your experiences, whether right or wrong or true or indifferent. It's like we're trying to do a good thing. We want to do a good thing, but we don't even know what a good thing is. And the Bible says there's no none good, no, not one. So how do you go with that? Right. So that's where in Romans it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for your life. So the only place I can run to is the word of God. The only place I can run to for answers is the word of God. And then, so the first day living, first uh, fruit giving, I say, you say is the tithe, right? Is that's just, that's the one area that the Bible says that you can test God in. And then daily Bible reading and then scripture memory. I didn't go through all five, but I don't want to take up too much time. All good. You mentioned doing the little things consistently. So having this framework that you followed now for the last 20 years has really transformed who you are today, Absolutely. your beliefs, your mindset, how you approach life, how you approach business. It makes complete sense. So as it relates to these uh, five things that you've been doing consistently uh, over the last 20 years, what are one or two major mindset shifts that you have experienced that you would say has completely transformed how you show up in the world? I think the biggest thing is gratitude. And no matter if it's with a relationship in my house, my wife, my kids, or whatever that scenario is. You know, the scripture says Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he does it through thoughts. He does it through the mindset. And when I wake up in the morning, one of the, the key things that I do, I say that's honestly, that's the biggest time where I feel like I'm attacked. And it's like, so it's like taking that thought captive. The scripture says, take every thought captive, the obedience of Christ and getting up and just, the first thing I do is I get up and I say, good morning, honey, give my wife a kiss. I make my coffee, I go out on the patio by the fireplace, and I just be still before God. I put on a little worship music and just try to get my mind focused, and I just um, begin to just think about the things I'm thankful for. You know, my son lives next door. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for my wife. What are some tools that you use, like, on a regular basis uh, to help continue, besides the Bible, of course, to help yeah. you, you know, manage your mindset? Mm -hmm. So not only do we use, um, we call it the daily manna, it's that devotional that points us to the word, but we have um, scripture memory books also, which is really, really cool. In fact, there's a free download on our website um, at themasterspurpose.com. There's no opt-in or anything. It's just a free download to where if you want to have scripture memory book on your phone or something, we memorize one scripture a week. So compounded over time, again, it just really, I mean... Obviously, you can't do that forever because you got to keep going back and learning the ones that you forgot. But when you practice it on a regular basis and you're going through a trial or a situation, you can stand on that promise that God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind, or whatever that is that's really just kept me steadfast in the midst of going through. You know, I'm a business guy. We go through transitions. We go through, you know, we fall forward. You know, we stand up. We're trying to... Um, monetize different things and stuff and make sure that aligns scripturally and that that we're doing it the way that god would have us do it so um yeah that would be number two scripture memory books 
I know your your focus is really around entrepreneurship at this phase and really entrepreneurship uh, the kingdom way. So talk to us a little bit about what you would say are the differences between general entrepreneurship uh, narratives that are out there around how to do business, how to do business well, versus mm -hmm. what that looks like when you are operating with a kingdom mindset in entrepreneurship. Somebody said to me the other day, um, I asked him a specific question. This is somebody that's really, really well known in the marketplace of entrepreneurship and, and stuff. He's a Christian entrepreneur. And I said, how do you, what's your thought process when the scripture says, um, because they have itchy ears, talking about the people of God, it says, because they have itchy ears, they heap up for themselves teachers. They turn their ears away from the truth and are turned aside the fables. And one of the things that the thing that he said, it was kind of profound. It was, it's not my job to right every wrong in this world or to point out every wrong in this world. It's my job to be a light. And I think that at some point, people need to be drawn to the light or be drawn to truth without the mixture or without the lie so many people they'll write a book they'll write they'll they'll take one scripture out of context they'll wrap it around their book and they'll sell it and they'll make a whole bunch of money selling the book i get the idea but the challenging part is they don't understand that the things that actually work these are the ways of god the bible says the ways of god are the same yesterday today and forever and so when the market takes hold of something and they call it their own whatever right my own um my own framework, my own this, my own that. Well, the stuff that works is these are types and shadows that are found in the word of God. So we need to be able to understand and be able to discern the difference between building a life or a business on a solid foundation or building it on um, a foundation that is a worldly foundation. So it takes a little bit of time for God to transform that mindset to get us back in the word of God to get us back building our lives and our companies on a solid foundation. And um, if it's all about the money, you probably shouldn't be an entrepreneur. If it's, if it's about relationships and doing things God's way and making an impact in the world, that's a different heart posture. I know people that are out there right now that are, um, that it is all about the money. It has nothing to do with Jesus. They wrap Jesus around it. And it's about selling that high ticket item and getting them in your program and teaching them how to sell high ticket items. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic that's out there. You know, everybody's got a book for sale, you know, and everybody's got this and everybody's got that, you know, but it's like, does it align with the word of God and how is it, how is it helping other people? You know? Absolutely. So George, I'm curious, what's one lesson or takeaway you'd be willing to share with the audience that they can begin to apply in their lives, whether it's, you know, journaling or meditating on? There's a scripture um, in the Bible that says, be still and know that I am God. And so many times as entrepreneurs and just people, we have so many distractions. We have so many things that, that come into our lives, um, especially if you're ADD, you see squirrel here, squirrel there, you know, you get emails coming out your ears and you know, you want to click on that and you want to click on that with advertising and all these things. The more things that you can eliminate, right? We talk about less is more. 
And when you can begin to put God first and put your relationship with God as the number one priority and get rid of some of the distractions. One of the things I tell people, I was like, unsubscribe from all these other email lists because they're trying to sell you something. And so when you can begin to minimize all those voices to where you have one voice, right? Get rid of the distractions and be present. And it's a focused effort to be present, you know, and it's a fight and it's a struggle to stay in peace and in the rest of God versus out overreaching and trying to build these businesses and trying to build, build, build. So. Yeah. And that's a really great point because as entrepreneurs or just anybody in general with social media, like there's just distraction after distraction after distraction. Um, So really being able to focus, really being able to discern like I don't need all these voices. I just need one. There can be periods of time where you have one voice and then another season, there is another voice or someone else that you're right. following or someone else that's leading you, but being discerning to not get so overwhelmed. And, and that's a word that entrepreneurs, everyone faces on a regular basis that overwhelm because you're trying to do all of these things. Um, so I love the advice of like actually minimizing, right? Getting down to the core and focusing on what God is telling you. And then whoever, you know, he's assigned to be your guide in whatever season, focusing on that person. I just finished the book, uh, The One Thing uh, by Gary Keller. And it's things that you know, but when you hear them over again, it helps with productivity. It helps with your mindset. It helps with your peace. It helps reduce stress. Like it helps you do more actually with less or in less amount of time. So uh, I, I love that takeaway that you've shared with us. I'm not saying to not have multiple coaches depending on what it is, but it's like when I go to that coach, I'm saying, hey, well, who, what do you think about, you know, what do you think about this? Should I be, you know, spending $300 right now on ClickFunnels? No, because you don't have a program. You haven't got started and you don't want to spend any money on advertising. So having one main coach, you know, one main mentor, you know, that has kind of an an understanding of the whole picture versus just the creative writing or just the click funnels or just this or just that. So somebody that can help save, you know, save you money from buying a bunch of programs that you don't need, a bunch of software that you don't need and help keep you on point, help keep you focused. Because there is, we do, a lot of these things we do need, but it's in God's timing. It's in the right timing. You know, you don't just need, oh, let's get momentum and let's do it in Jesus name. And then all of a sudden you out there and you got, literally 45 subscriptions. How do I know? Because I did it. (laughs) (laughs) You and me both. You and me both. Um, That unsubscribing from email listing. Oh my gosh, that is so freeing. So shifting gears here and, and as we're looking to wrap up. So something that I'm curious about, you know, given this journey that you've been on and this journey that you've shared with us from the young boy that you were uh, when your father was passing away to the man of God and the fire starter that you are today. Looking back, what's, what's one thing that you've learned that if you had the opportunity to go back and share with your younger self that you would share? I think that the main thing that um, I would just go back and I would just like go back to Matthew 633, where it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you and not 
focus on like, I got to build, build, build mindset, but really letting things evolve. Don't get me wrong. I'm a builder. I'm a visionary. And I believe in those types of things, but it's an interesting um, transition when you realize that, Hey, I'm called to build, I'm called to do these things, but then you begin to let God do it through you versus you doing it in your own strength. So I think that's the biggest thing. And, and resting in that um, while you're letting it evolve, staying in the rest and not getting overly anxious, you know, where the scripture says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication, make your requests be known to God. And it's like, how many times do we, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, instead of just asking your father in heaven, can you expand my boundaries, God, and show me what your desires are for me so that I can do what you called me to do, versus trying to do it in your own strength. And when you have access to the God that created you. Imagine how much less stressed out we would be as a society if we we had that mindset or we grew up with that mindset. Thank you for that. So in terms of the, the lesson here is really just resting, listening for instructions and just building, but building when it makes sense. So George, as we wrap up here, where can our audience find you and connect with you? Um, our website is themasterspurpose.com. Awesome. And there, there's a bunch of free resources in there from the daily devotionals to the scripture memory books. And also too, is if you'd like, you can download a copy of the Battle Plan Secrets. That's our book. And we call it the Overlook Playbook for Growing Your Company on the Infallible Promises of God's Word. And it'll help you with marketing. It'll help you with um, understanding some of the ways of God and stuff. And um, there's no cost or anything to it. It's a free download. Awesome. So definitely connect with George at the masterspurpose.com. Get the book, The Battle Plan. I am on chapter one so far. Very enlightening and and motivating and encouraging for sure. There are a lot of strategies of how to build a business, how to be a six or seven figure entrepreneur and all of this information out there. I've found it very um, comforting and almost a release, if you will, of all that pressure in learning how to do business God's way. So definitely get a copy of the book. And as far as social media, where can they find you on social? Um, actually, if you, they, if they go to the, the website, there'll be links and everything to Facebook and, and those types of things. So. Also in the show notes as well. So Facebook, Instagram, and the links to, uh, the masterspurpose.com where you can find the book, you can find the daily, uh, manna, the devotional that George spoke about earlier. And so before I let you leave any final thoughts or, or something that you want to share with the audience, George. I just, I always go back to that promise of 2 Timothy 1.7, where it says, for God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And just when it comes to, you know, entrepreneurship, it's, there's changes always going on and you have to be able to walk in um, a sound mind. You have to be able to walk in a place that, hey, if you do fall down, you're falling forward. 
you know, and you're getting back up and realizing and trusting that, you know, God's working to all things for my good, right? To those who love God, to those who called according to his purpose. If he's working in all things together for good, it's like you can trust and you got to focus on, hey, what did I learn? What skill set did I learn? Even if I lost five grand, even if I failed forward or whatever it is, is just trust God in the process and just continue to put him first. But again, 2 Timothy 1.7, for God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. It's a promise I've been standing on for forever since I've been an entrepreneur, and it's made a world of difference. So we love you guys, and thank you for having me on as a guest. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for, for coming on, for sharing your wisdom. And to be quite honest, that is the verse. Uh, once I stepped into entrepreneurship like that, I started to cling on because there will be things that are contrary to that. Um, this experience, this journey of transformation into entrepreneurship is not an easy one. Or even for people who are in transition, period, a transition is never simple or easy. So having something that you can rely on to remind you of the truth even when your reality is not reflective of that truth, is a powerful tool that everybody should have in their toolbox. So thank you so much, uh, George, for sharing that. Thank you so much for being on here. Again, ways, again, ways to contact George are listed in the show notes. Please go ahead and connect with him on social media, get the book, The Battle Plan, and certainly download any of the devotionals that he has available on the site. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I hope you were able to grab a few nuggets and some action items that you can begin implementing this week. I'll be back next week with some more actionable tips to help you along your journey of transition, change, and transformation. In the meantime, please be sure to subscribe and leave a comment on the platform of your choosing. And if you really enjoyed this content, go ahead and share it with your network. Share it with a friend, a family member, whoever it is you know that might benefit from the information that was shared today. Until next time, have a wonderful and purposeful week.